It's interesting how something comes into existence and moves from being obscure to mainstream. That it somehow won a large number of people over and now it's commonly accepted or desired. What has to happen to get a product or service to succeed when nobody wants it? And why do so many products, and some of them great, never make it? The main reason? The simple reason is, no one's seen it yet. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler, and this is the last episode of Season 1, number 24, appropriately named, Never Seen It, Don't Want It. If we've been observant, as we get older, the list of things that once never existed and then became mainstream keeps growing. Sometime it replaced something that is now gone or technology has made it possible for this new thing to exist. It's very rare that as an individual we are the first to discover something that moves on to become a big deal to the rest of the world. In most cases you would have to be the one that created it just to be close to the moment something gets discovered. I'm pretty sure you can remember the first time you encountered something that is now mainstream. Or, maybe it was in the early stages, or you are one of the last to get on board, it was still your first time. What happens next depends a lot on when you discovered it. And by that I mean, when in your journey and the product's journey. The timing must be right in order for you to be a part of the story, and for it to be a part of your life. So, why am I talking about this? because there is a ton of entrepreneurs that have created products or services they gave up on. They shelved them, never to see the light of day again. The reason they believe this was the best move is because everyone has seen it and nobody wanted it. When really, it's almost the opposite. Almost nobody's seen it. And for that reason, nobody wants it. For some reason, the online world has altered people's expectations of how business will go. When it comes to selling products, they go fishing and they believe there's a lot of fish. Because that's the example they've been shown by some of the coaches who likely promised them a six-figure result. Let me tell you something. That six-figure promise has more to do with justifying their coaching fees than the actual results the person stands to gain. And people aren't fish. Don't ever think because you baited the public with your offering that people have seen it. They haven't. And to be fair, fish can smell something a mile away, where us humans online barely notice things right in front of us. Back to the point. To some extent, this is about digital marketing and strategy being undervalued. Not everyone is good at marketing. And now that the online business world has matured, you need excellent marketing skills, of which 99.9% of people don't have. The only way you and I can succeed is by selling the product that specific people want or need, which means you need to create a product for a specific group or find the specific group who needs the product the most. In order for your product to truly be discovered and have the best chance to become a big hit, it has to be found by the right people. It's that simple, but it has also become very difficult. I'm sure it's nauseating hearing me say it's simple. The strategy is simple. Making it happen is the hard part. And that's the part that fools people as they take on the challenge. Assuming the whole task is simple when really, it's not. That's why so many try, and most either fail or give up soon after. So let's get something straight. 
your website, social media, podcast, and video channel are all in competition for attention with a couple billion others. When someone searches for something a little specific, they will likely get over 100,000 results. The first bunch will be paid for, putting them ahead of everyone. Doesn't mean they are better, it just means that that business sees value or the need to move in front of the line. After that, you'll be ranked according to your description and your popularity, which means you could be first, the hundredth, the thousandth, or last. But the most important thing is being on the first page of search. The overwhelming majority of searches people make end on the first page. Very rarely does someone go to the next page or beyond. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? This is why almost nobody will see your product or service. The sheer volume of results make most people invisible. And if you let this continue over time, you will convince yourself that you don't exist. Believing enough people have reviewed your offers and it has attracted no interest. This is how a lot of good people, content, products, and services remain undiscovered. Some of you may have come to the conclusion that you might not get any attention unless you pay for it through ads, but that's not true. You do remember the pre-internet area when businesses were all brick and mortar? At that time, the most important rule was location, location, location. The reason was, if they didn't have a lot of foot traffic or visibility, their chances of success were not good. Even back then, they did pay for ads in the yellow pages, newspapers, radio and television, but for the most part, they had to be in the right place. Now, in the online business world, the only location you're looking to improve is your search rankings. Yes, one way or another, you're going to pay. But you can pay with time and effort instead of spending money on ads. If you're the kind of person that's willing to climb the ranks with some strategy and consistent effort, then you can skip the part where you pay a premium cost to lift you to the top, which will increase your customer acquisition costs, sometimes really high. I want you to look at this simple strategy a little different. Think of it this way. Every time you create a piece of content for your business that speaks directly to your ideal client and you share it in the right location at the right time, you will climb the ranks. You will be teaching the internet about you. You will be teaching search about you. It will start making the connection between you and your area of expertise or your product. In a way, you are programming the internet as to what its perception of you is. Will it be a vague mismatch of things or will it be a very specific definition of you or your business? Interesting question, isn't it? It's the reason I consult people to niche in. People just don't understand how undefined they appear online and how vague they seem to others. It's one of the biggest mistakes people make and they don't see it until it's pointed out to them or when it's too late. But they will definitely feel the adverse effects from it and do not realize what the problem is. So I'm going to say something bold that is true about good business and products that have failed. They messed up with a combination of errors. They were not well defined and therefore they couldn't target an audience accurately. Because of that, they wasted a lot of time, money, and energy until they came to the conclusion that nobody wanted to do business with them. They quit or ran out of resources. And after all of that, they very, very, very rarely came in contact with their ideal client. The right people never saw it. The wrong people did, and they didn't want it. Let's take this a bit further. 
If you found out that the people who saw your content about your product or service were the wrong people, would you keep doing things the same way, or would you give up? I'm guessing by now you would say no, but most people never figure out they've been promoting to the wrong people and give up, pivot, or even go out of business. It takes some courage to admit you have a niche problem and even more to make the changes necessary to fix it. But once you do, you'll see a big difference in what happens in your business in a positive way. The social media platforms and the search engines start to get clarity on what you're all about and will be able to show you in the right places at the right time. You won't be such a mysterious character anymore. The network of people you know can grow faster. You will encounter your competition, and that's a good thing. When they realize you're sharing the space, that's when you know you've arrived. And most importantly, your ideal clients will be able to discover you. This leads to the thing you have wanted all along, the customers you need to make sales grow for your business. And that's just the beginning, because the more you do it right and consistently, the bigger your audience will become and they will be your ideal clients. One of the best things you can do as soon as you can is to help your ideal customer, whether it's your service or product that solves their problem. This gives you every chance to gain raving fans. And you know what raving fans do? They tell everyone about you. They can be your biggest supports and a driving force behind increased sales. There are obvious benefits to niching and connecting directly with your ideal client as soon as possible. It's hard to watch good people with great products and excellent skills fail time and time again. Even harder to watch the inferior products succeed because they got the niche part right. Here's a question. How well do you think you're reaching your ideal clients? Do you think because you have enough business that whatever you're doing is optimal enough? I've asked this people a number of times and the answers are interesting. The largest response I get is poorly. They feel their content reaches their ideal client 20 to 50% of the time. A few think it reaches over 50%, and there's a tiny group that think their content reaches them over 80% of the time. What is telling about these answers is they are an entrepreneur's feelings on how they think they are doing. Even though 60% thought they were doing poorly, they still felt they were reaching their ideal client 20% of the time. This is where the misconception occurs. They do not have clarity on what an ideal client is for them. They are basing it on people who could potentially be clients, which is a much different thing. It's the difference between hitting anywhere on a wall where a dartboard is hung or hitting the bullseye. If any of them was truly reaching their ideal clients 20% of the time, it would mean they would be engaging with and selling to one in every five people their content comes in contact with. They would be running an extremely successful business that would not be able to keep up with the demand. You've seen the numbers yourself. Not even 20% of your own followings on social media are seeing your post. 20% of website hits and video views are not reaching ideal clients. And ads, well, you might have 3,000 people see your ad and get 10 clicks, which is 1%, and even out of those 1%, you still might not be reaching your ideal client. The only part that seemed to ring true is at least 68% of people who were asked felt they were failing, hitting below that 50% mark that we have etched into our minds from our school days. But 50% in online business is massive. So we need to rethink what failure looks like by the true numbers. If we don't, we might be thinking we are failing all the time and throwing the towel on an idea 
a business that had every chance to succeed. Let's talk about the infamous 50% pass-fail thing. In school, it's a fail. Online, it's massive. A 50% open rate on emails is really good. 50% opt-in rate on a promotional page is excellent. If Apple sold a product to 50% of all the people that walk into one of their stores or on their online store, they would be worth multitudes more than the $2 trillion they are worth now. Like I've said before, 20% is massive online. I have clients that sell to 1% of their email list annually, and they make over six figures. Clients that get comments and engagement from only 3% of their social media followers are getting a steady stream of potential clients and customers. Clients that are converting 2% of the people into customers that signed up for an online event are making a lot more than you think. One thing you need to keep in mind, not everybody is ready to buy. Some are the first time they find you. Some take a little while before they purchase and some really lag behind. The key is to always be niched in and connecting with your ideal client so that as soon as that person reaches that point in the journey when they want to do business with you, you will have a consistent stream of sales. If you take your eye off the ball and stop the connection, create confusion by not being niched in, the stream will diminish. If there's one thing I want you to benefit from by listening to this episode, it's opening your eyes to the idea that you might not be connecting with your ideal client the way you want to or need to. And I don't want your great products or special service to go unnoticed anymore. I don't want you to give up on the thing that you worked hard and are probably talented at because there's some confusion with the marketing aspect. It's okay. 99% of people aren't marketers, let alone good ones. Take a closer look at what you're sharing with the world and see if it's sharing the truth about your product or service. Is it an accurate description of your business? And if you're showing it to the right people. And if you need some help, you can always talk to someone like me and I'll try and help you get there. Thanks for listening to this, the 24th episode and the final episode of season one. I'm excited to start season two in 2022. This first season was quite an experience. It was my first attempts at creating a podcast. I've learned some things and I'm excited to start a new season with some new ideas and some changes I want to implement. I hope you'll join. You can subscribe at any time to this podcast. I'm sure there's a button somewhere on your screen to do this. That way, my episodes will be there waiting for you, waiting for a good time for you to listen to them. If you have any questions about this episode, please go to the episode page at itallworks.com and you'll see a button to submit your questions. I always like hearing from my listeners. Thanks for sharing your time with me. Until next season, take care.